Hello everyone and thank you for joining me on episode 24 of the Let's Be Real podcast. My name is Kine and I will be your host today. I am joined by my two fellow Movie Games members, James and Nan. What's happening boys? I'll go first then, Nan. Um, Dude is just staring into space. <laughs> well, it's a Monday, so it's been a pretty bad day for me. Didn't <clears> much do at work today, so I was bored for probably eight hours straight. Mm. So it's good to be here now and to do something a little bit productive. So I'm glad to be here. Didn't have a good day, though. So <laughs> hopefully Nan is something better than me. <laughs> nah, bro, it's depressing on my end. I'm a bit average. I've been sick all weekend and like my nose is blocked, my throat's blocked. So there's going to be some speech shit that you guys won't be able to understand because my nose gets blocked on this so I apologize in advance if you hear me sniff you know exactly why it's not COVID don't worry (laughs) so on the Let's Be Real podcast we cover the big news in the entertainment industry from movies streaming and a ton more on today's episode we'll be covering the Warner Bros Discovery cancelling of the film Batgirl Lady Gaga confirming her role as Harley Quinn in the upcoming Joker sequel The Daniels Directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once signing an exclusive five-year pact with Universal. Conor McGregor making his acting debut in a Jake Gyllenhaal-led film called Roadhouse for Prime Video. Our thoughts on the Chris Rock and Will Smith controversy after seeing Chris Rock live just last night. Mm -hmm. And our reaction to the Banshees of Inishirin trailer. I hope I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. (laughs) Sorry, all Irish people. (laughs) So, with that said, let's get into it. Um, First topic of the day is regarding Warner Brothers. So, in the recent joint merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery, the changings of the times are finally rearing their head. In an unprecedented move, Warner Brothers Discovery has cancelled what is said to be a near fully completed film, Batgirl a film that reportedly cost the company over $90 million. Reasonings for this cancellation have been all over the place, but what has remained consistent is that the movie studio has decided to cancel the film as they believed it was not worth both a theatrical or streaming release, and that the cancelling would save them potentially tax-saving dollars. Boys, what are your thoughts on this specific situation with Batgirl? Do you think Warners did the right thing here? It's tough to say if they, if they did the right thing. I haven't seen Batgirl, so I can't say it. And we never will, it we, seems. We, we, we never will, which is partly the sad part about this whole thing. You know, um, obviously, at, at the end of the day, um, you know, my my heart's with, you know, the creatives behind this film, from, from the actors, from the cast and crew that worked on it. You know, they probably put in, you know, hundreds of hours into into this film and for that to be not released is kind of spit in the face you know i wouldn't be happy if i was in that position so mm. you know mm. my, my heart goes out to them you know um yeah just just for them to you know continue on to future projects with you know your head held high i think it's the only thing they can do from here on out it, le- it seems like you know warner brothers you know discovery have made a business decision at the end of the day you know yeah it's show business so they seem to have been you know looking at this from a financial perspective and i don't think they had faith in this project because it was before the merger and the return on the investment made by the company probably wouldn't have worked out on their estimates i'm not going to say if it is or if it would have or would have not yeah um 
but at the end of the day they are you know they're the billion dollar company they they know the figures better than i do i can't tell you here and that i can't i can't sit here on and say that you know that girl would have made 500 million because michael keaton's back i can't yeah. say that yeah they're 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 the professionals they know what they're doing so i have to have you know faith in sort of that decision but yeah my heart does go out to the creators behind it because that's the last thing you want when you put your heart and soul into something is to just be not released despite finishing that's true almost. man especially for leslie grace yeah who was because mm-hmm. like she was in um <clears throat> west side story as well and Mm-hmm. You you could say Batgirl would have been her breakout mainstream performance. Yeah, you know, like it would have put her on the map, and mm-hmm. she doesn't get the opportunity anymore. Yeah, and my, Michael Keaton, I'm I've seen him on podcasts before. I'm excited to see him as Batman once again. <laughs> I feel robbed, but the thing that I I don't understand is that it cost nine ninety million dollars, and they said that <clears throat> I think the loss would be about fifteen twenty million. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big amount, you know. Like, why yeah. would you not just at least release it on streaming, make us whatever you can back yeah. from that ninety dollars, <clears throat> and get, you know, like it, I think, it doesn't I think quite make sense for me. Very complicated tax issues with it, just from releasing alone. Right. There, there's there'll be a lot of background figures that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe that to be the case. They're not just like making some, you know, impulsive decision on their financials here. I think. Uh. So. Yeah, because when I saw that report, I was like, why would you not just release it on, like, streaming, yeah, lim- limited yeah. theatrical, make whatever you can back on that 90 million. Like, you mm. you either make that 90 million or you go over. Because, mm. like, you got Michael Keaton come back. Because when was Batgirl supposed to re- release? Was it early end this, of this year? End of this year, start of next so, year, somewhere around that. Yeah, year. so it mm-hmm. his first, like, you know, um, his first movie back as Batman. Because mm. it was supposed to be The Flash. That got cancer, uh, pushed back. Yeah. So... I feel a lot of people like mm. myself that wants to see Michael Keaton back as Batman would flog to cinemas to see that and whatnot. But yeah, I'm same with you Mm-mm. as well, James. Like the whole like cast and crew off that, like yeah. the movie was like 90% made and like just to have it like shelved, you know, it's just, it's, it's just like, suck. it's tough. And especially if like the actors, they turned down other roles for this role. Mm. You know, like, it's just like, yeah. oh, I could have taken that role if this yeah. was going to happen, you know? I mean, I, I just yeah. hope they're compensated still. Oh, fairly. they surely will be. I'm, yeah, sure, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they still get paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, at least their full amount by contract. Yeah. I mean, moving more into speculation on my end, um, obviously, you know, I agree with you both. Um, <laughs> but moving more into speculation, I feel like there's an argument to be made here that uh, this Warner Brothers Discovery decision here um, might be more of a, well, not more of, but it could also be a management decision, a, a direction how they want to move the company in. Oh, definitely. You know, to, yeah. to, to, to create a product line that feels more in line, you know, because they have to create a company culture mm-hmm. once the, the merger happens. But we'll get on to more of that later on. Second topic of the day. So there are room, the rumors were true. Regarding Lady Gaga. So Lady Gaga has been confirmed to star as Harley Quinn in the upcoming sequel of Joker. Now that this is a certainty, what are your feelings on where the sequel is going? And if this is what you want from comic book movie films? This sort of thing, you know. Lady Gaga, she's quite a, I suppose, a um, a surprising choice 
mm. in a way. She's a kind of a high caliber actress, right? Yeah. Mm. Would you say high caliber? She's been like what two films? Well, I suppose high mean, caliber is in like she's high profile name, wise. yeah, like high, high profile name. Oh, the name, name value. Yeah. Takes takes acting seriously, right. very seriously. Mm. Yeah. Lady Gaga, like if you've seen her like video clips and her music, like she's a weird one, you know. Like like, like she's just weird. This, the, the way she dresses is just weird. It's, it's common knowledge. Mm-hmm. And Harley Harley Quinn as well. She's a weird character as well. So I oh, right. I, I, I like feel parallel you're drawing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah I'm glad yeah. you guys stuck with me here. <laughs> so I feel in that aspect, it fits. Mm. And the Joker is a bit more serious, and we've seen um, Lady Gaga and like serious stuff like um, A Star is Born and House of Gucci and stuff. So we know that she can do that serious stuff as well. Yeah. And we'll get a word side from her music clips and whatnot. So I I feel, yeah, I, I, I don't hate the casting. Mm. I don't love it either. I'm just, I don't know what the word for in between is in this. You know, mm. it's just like, I, I want to see it pretty much. Like, yeah. I, I want to see what Lady Gaga can bring. That's different. So it, to, it, to, it, it to piques your interest, the casting choice. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know she's not going to do the same as what Margot Robbie has done with the character. Mm. Yeah. I know she's going to bring something different. She's going to be something a bit more serious. But I, I feel, because I'm, I'm just assuming Joker 2 is going to be R-rated. And Suicide Squad was never R-rated except for James Gunn's one, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe it was R-13. Oh, well, that's New Zealand, but it was it was yeah. um, you know, PG thirteen in America. Yeah, the first yeah. One. So, so I, I feel Lady yeah. Gaga will be able to bring in a bit more seriousness mm. in terms of the tragic stuff of Harley Quinn's character, which yeah. I, I want to see. I want to see. I don't want to see the ditzy, ditzy blonde, mm. air quotation marks here of yeah. Harley Quinn. I want to see like you know the traumatic stuff because in Batman the Man animated series there's a fantastic line I, i'm not going to repeat it because I, I can't remember it at in this point in time but like she had a conversation with batman mm-hmm. and then batman says some stuff harley quinn says some stuff and it just changed harley quinn's like perspective of on everything yeah mm. yeah you know so i hope we mm. get that sort of um harley quinn from her but uh, from what I hear, that Joker Two is a musical. I'm not a fan of musicals, so <laughs> <laughs> and you cast a singer as in that role as well. It's just it's, it's becoming true, man. Like, oh my god, I'm not excited for this movie. It's gonna be a musical, man. But I'll, I'll I'll still be there. Yeah. I mean, it's a DC movie. You'll be there. This opening night. I know you. Hundred yeah. percent. But I went by the I went by the steel books. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, you know, I'll start off straight off the bat here that, you know, Margaret Robbie, uh, her performance as Harley Quinn is never in the category that she can never be replaced. Not in within, like, the confines of, you know, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, yeah. um, to a degree, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, she can be replaced. Her performances as, Margaret, or as um, Harley Quinn have never been particularly memorable they've been really good she plays the character really well don't yeah. get me wrong but it's not been like i can't imagine any other actor playing this role like yeah. i can easily and I, I'm, I'm imagining yeah. lady gaga in this role right now and i think it is it is perfect for what this movie wants to be at least oh absolutely o- on a musical level you got lady gaga there she can sing that's boom that's like that's, that's one true, yeah one thing done um 
And to see Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga go at it is just such a weird, <laughs> bizarre mix. But and kind of awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's kind of awesome at the same time. And I just want to see what they can really pull off with it. Um, you know... I wasn't the biggest fan of the first Joker. I, I think it's good. I don't think it's amazing or anything. But, mm. you know, if they can capitalize on what that first one did, sort of strike a tone similar, but, you know, cut into that, you know, musical aspect of it, I think you could create something that's at least an interesting viewing experience. Whether it translates to, you know, a good film, that's a different story. Yeah. But at least in this point in time, I think we can safely say this will be interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that, that's what I like about this comic book movie. Yeah. Totally agree with you. I think what's interesting is that this feels like the most natural direction because the first Joker is oddly so musical, as you were saying before. He's slow dancing in the bathroom with these, like, orchestral music and, like... <laughs> constantly dancing with background music and stuff and it's almost like he's going insane with the music in his head mm. you know it's building it's building it's building yeah. um and to, to for him which supposedly this is set him set in arkham asylum it's like almost purely set in arkham asylum and um it's just potentially just him and harley quinn I learning guess. and getting to know each other and it's just like a slow build up of their relationship oh so it's seemed like a harley quinn before she became harley quinn yeah, yeah. Probably harley, harley quinn's out so she's her she's, a she's his, his, his therapist and yeah. stuff yeah that, that's interesting that's that good. makes it more exciting yeah it does and then you get to see his obviously his descent is already there but you get to see her descent slowly his, his, his influence go off on her, on her yeah. and that mm. slow descent which is going to be such a interesting movie to watch i think just because you know like joker may is many things but it it's it's most certainly an extremely well acted film like mm. flawlessly well acted by joaquin phoenix mm. um it does a great job yeah um you know you can have different opinions on how you feel about the story and the narrative and i'm with you i'm i, I, I think it's good it's not great mm. i think it's okay yeah. um but Whatever this is, this musical aspect, uh, which I hope it is a musical, yeah, I'm excited, just as you are. That should be a good AM. Yeah. All right. Um, third topic of the day. The Daniels, directors of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, have signed a deal with Universal for a five-year contract with them to supposedly make films. What are your thoughts on this development? What are you, or like just them signing up yeah so video. so i mean obviously this these are like the a24 heavy hitters they're the they've produced the most successful film for a24 they've only done everything and everywhere all at once right swasami man as well okay yeah all right yeah well i mean they're obviously a talent a talented duo of directors um i think this is a good sign mm. um you know, A24 is a company that thrives on creative freedom with its, uh, you know, creative directors. Mm. Um, but then when you branch out to, you know, Universal, Warner Brothers, Disney, you have to sacrifice some of that freedom that mm -hmm. you have. It, it's just how the law is. Unless you are, you know, Denis Villeneuve or Christopher Nolan, it's very hard to get your complete director vision out there. Yes. Um, so... I really hope that this five-year deal has a common understanding between both parties that mm -hmm. um, they can get exactly what they want out there. 
and that it can translate to the success that everything everywhere all at once has had um because you know that was a really it made a lot of money for it's the highest grossing a24 movie yeah. that's all you need to know really yeah. um so it's clearly resonating with the audience and you know if they're going to have you know high budget films with another studio then their vision should hopefully translate to a more mainstream audience where it can get a good box office results and then you know maybe perhaps we might be looking at you know the new kind of household name directors you know christopher nolan Denis Villeneuve, they're becoming household name directors yeah, yeah anyone says it, you know who it is so the daniels could be the next on that list moving to a mainstream studio can get you there and if it's a kind of like a deal like this which i don't really see often yeah it's a good sign so well, you know it yeah. could be that the daniels you know many directors and many writers obviously have a whole bunch of ideas in the head of films mm. that they want to make and it yeah. could just be that who knows maybe they have a whole bunch of ideas or a trilogy of films that mm. they have in their head they might want to make yeah yeah what do you think man i mean i've only seen everything ever all at once <clears throat> for the films that they directed i haven't seen swasami man mm. and I, I actually saw that film with you everything everywhere and i came out of that and i was like shit this is amazing like Probably yeah. the best films I've seen in like a very, very long time. You yeah. know, like I thoroughly enjoyed it. So like if they can keep making stuff like that, I'm on, I'm on board for it for the next five years. Yeah. But the thing is is that sorry. <laughs> the next <laughs> it's nothing already. Yeah. It's very block, you know, and I just need a snot rocket. But anyway. <laughs> um five five years, that's what one, two movies? Mm-hmm. you know in terms in terms of make direction sure, wise yeah. you know so we're gonna get like another two realistically we're gonna get another two years mm-hmm. two years uh two, two movies from from these guys so what well, they could do a back-to-back thing so like they could do a movie but they do it in two parts or something like, who knows they, yeah. they could or they could do like two individual stuff as well which is just as good as um everything, everything everywhere yeah you know but um i'm on board for it you know like I'd like to see more directors about apart from like your mainstream ones, you know, like just being, ones that I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they definitely have a distinct style. Like yeah. these these guys, you know, like um, I, I I know from I know one other thing they did was that song, you know, turned down for what? No way. They did the video for oh, the music, that yeah. where the people oh. are slamming through like the ground. So they're like jumping in the air and they're like smashing through the ground. And when I rewatched that video recently, I was like, oh my God, their directing style is like exactly that. Like I've never seen a director's music video ever. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know that one, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm for it. going to bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On the fourth topic of the day. So, here's the one's a doozy. Conor McGregor will be making his film debut with Jake Gyllenhaal in the upcoming film called Roadhouse. Uh, Roadhouse, I think, is uh, it wasn't was an f- older film. I don't know if this is a remake or a sequel, but um, it looks like they're revisiting that franchise in general. Mm. Um, what is your view on McGregor, a man known for his energetic personality, shall we say, uh, making a performance in a feature film? thing with Colin McGregor is, is you set summed up perfectly. He's energetic person, like entity, you know, like mm. he is the embodiment of cockiness. 
yeah. and riling people up. Yeah. So seeing him in this acting role is the same thing that you can see as like, you know, your the rocks, you know, like that the they're, they're a, pretty much a of one type of character throughout all their films, you know, mm. and that's what they are. The, the, the Rock is a macho guy, and that's what it'll be. For Conor McGregor, he he's showing it all, and his and his press conferences for the UFC is is what he is. He's that little snarky little cunt, you know, like <laughs> like 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 he he doesn't give a shit about what anyone says. He yeah. just like. Like you say something, he he starts back instantaneously, like without hesitation. Like he's retort for everything you have. It's not something you'd think about acting. So I'm not sure. Like Jake Gyllenhaal is great. I don't, I don't know what he's gonna do with this. But Conor McGregor as an actor, I don't feel him anything more as a cameo as like Cardi B was in Fast Nine. You know, like. I've, I don't I don't know if this news is like if he's like a gonna be a main character or supporting character or just a cameo, mm. but if it's a supporting character then, yeah I don't I don't know because yeah. the only way you can have Conor McGregor is as Conor McGregor like how you have Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds Dwayne Johnson and Dwayne Johnson like be mm. themselves, like you you can't have sympathy with Conor McGregor after like. If you watch him in UFC, like you can't feel sympathetic for him. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think you know, as an actor, that's the job, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It'll yeah. be entertaining to see like Conor McGregor as like a sad boy. It'll be great, <laughs> in, in fact. But there's no in how Conor McGregor's me a sad boy. He's got, he yeah. wants to be that tough guy. I, I, I think I think you're right. We we don't know the role as of yet. I mean, I don't know if Kai knows more details than us, but at, at this point, uh, we can assume that Conor McGregor will just playing a part that's an extension of himself. Yeah. He's mm. going to come onto the role as himself and leave the exact same way. He's, he's not going to be doing anything here that's probably impressive at all. Um, interesting is a different story. I feel like it'll be interesting because it's Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if he plays any version that's, you know, different to the way he portrays himself on, you know, UFC, whether yeah. it's, you know, his, you know, egotistical chaos or whatnot, yeah. then it will be interesting and sort of, I'll respect it in a certain kind of way. Mm. Um, I, I I hope that I hope there is a little bit of an angle on the character that he plays, and it's not just a a cameo. Here's Conor McGregor. I hope it's like a role, and I hope that he can play a little bit differently to how he you know portrays himself in you know the, in the fight arena with UFC. Um, but also a, a part of that role is embracing you know, the Conor McGregor persona yeah. that he has as well. Yeah. I hope it's a nice balance. That'd be kind of cool to see. No idea on his acting ability. <laughs> that I just have to see that yeah. just to really judge it for myself. Yeah. 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 Do, do, do you think Jake Jenner will be able to like push him or guide him into a certain area? I don't know. Maybe. Um, Jake Jenner doesn't strike me as a type of guy to sort of lead others into the, you know, being a better actor and whatnot he's not Vin Diesel (laughs) 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 to be fair Conor McGregor and like any Fast and Furious that's a missed opportunity that that would be hype okay yeah Yeah, that's another story for another day yeah yeah um you know it's interesting because I can see both views in the sense that I could uh, you know sure I would love to see him play like a you know a very like 
mellow sad boy or something but i'm also i would also like to see him as chaotic as well like yeah i could imagine he'd do fantastic as someone like kano in mortal kombat (laughs) like he would be perfect for a role like that he would be um or, or just someone who's like the the dipshit on the side who is comedic relief it was part of like a bank heist like the 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 loose cannon guy yeah like something like that um so there are avenues where you can use him Mm. but it's also like i find one of the most interesting things is seeing um someone that you you know constantly see in this like heightened way like for for me a, a striking example was mariah carey like all throughout my younger years um i always saw her as you know she was always doled up always on stage singing 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 Mm. and then i watched this small movie called precious and she's in it she's playing a social worker no makeup stripped down raw acting and it's like she was so good yeah and it was like so shocking like Mm. it was like wow okay you're very you're a very good actress yeah like what the hell so you know like you you never know you never know Mm. with, with with you know these people who are really talented one area and you don't know how it translates because i think um mcgregor has said himself that a lot of what ufc is is showmanship it's it's the fighting matters of course but you you've also got to sell the tickets you got to create the image create the image in a way you are acting yeah um so same could be said for wrestling you know like with rock and stuff yeah. He has oh, his yeah, own for persona, sure. and he has yeah. acting persona, and they're two John different. Cena. They have two, yeah, John Cena as well, two different personas. Mm. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, on to the fifth topic of the day. We just saw the Chris Rock show last night live. Um, we it was did. called the Ego Death Tour. Um, we had a blast. Um, in the, uh, he, he, I mean, I feel like I should just kind of say it outright. He didn't cover the whole will smith slap thing in detail no um no. He, he mentioned it a handful of times mm-hmm. um but which is good i guess it's good because you know it feels kind of almost cheap to just you know like yeah. a, a, like making your own segment as part of your script you know like he just alluded to it and it like mm. there, there, there was a part like i'm so, sorry mm. but but like he, he had his opening and everyone knew what i was talking about and then like midway through he said one line and then everyone just started like clapping and stuff and mm. everyone knew why, why he was clapping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. And then like Chris Rock didn't even take the bait. He just went on to like his own script. Mm. You mm. know, it was like, it was like he baited. I mean, he did it subtly. Yeah. And so yeah. he baited the audience into it. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. It was quite subtle with the, the Will Smith stuff. Yeah. 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 He was, he was very subtle. Yeah. Um, but we did learn some stuff, I suppose, um, throughout it. Um, I guess his view on things, not on detail, as I say, but, um, we, he did give his general current feelings on it all in a sense. Mm. Um, what, w- what's your whole view on this streams? Like, w- w- where do you stand? First of all, I was soaked in water throughout the entire thing. <laughs> you were. Um, we waited in line for half an hour in the pouring rain. Yes. So we were very wet. Me, who didn't have a jacket or a hoodie or a fist. All this guy had very, was an overshirt. 
Ladies yeah, and I, I gentlemen. I had an overshirt, so I was very wet throughout it, so I didn't have the best of times, but I still enjoyed myself. But um, back to the question, sorry. Um, he didn't allude to it enough for me to really gauge where he was at with the whole situation. I I felt that he was uh, still experiencing it, like, kind of rawly. A little bit of a humiliation aspect to it and just obviously not ready to go to go back there and, and, and detail to really, you know, confront the situation, I guess, with Will Smith himself. So his are uh, very very subtle and very loose ways to address the situation, which he did. Well it's clear he has advisors, of course, to yeah. saying say this, don't say this and yeah, you know yeah, sort yeah, of thing. He, he would, yeah. Yeah. Um but um yeah he he did it he did address it you know his opening remarks were like i'm okay i'm okay yeah. don't worry yeah yeah and which is funny so i got my hearing back yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it, it's, it's good that he can it's good that he can have a laugh about it and sort of carry on this way um but at the end of the day like you know it, it's when it's when he's ready and i i just from what we saw last night I, he just doesn't feel like he's like ready to actually make amends with Will Smith. He's just ready to do what he does and yeah. continue touring and being funny and whatnot. Yeah. James said it best. Mm. Honestly, like, like it was, it's, it's good material for his scripts and, a, and his stand-ups and stuff, you yeah, know, yeah, right, yeah. like it's, 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 it's cheap. Sold a bunch of tickets. Yeah. It's, 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 it's cheap money coming in. It's, it's cheap claps, cheap cheers, you mm. know, cheap laughs. And it's just something like two lines that he did, you know, got him that, mm. and he moved on. Like I don't think he's himself. Like five months on, he's fully processed what's happened. Yeah. I think he's on that path where he just wants to move on. I, yeah. But but everyone else is like, if you go to a show, you you want a like, you you want him to acknowledge what happened, mm. and he's just there. He was just like. I just want to go on with my comedy how it was before that slap, you know? Like, yeah. I, ha- I have so many more funnier things in that slap to say and to joke about. Like, there's far more important things going on in the world than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah. does give you an impression of where he's at. Yeah, like, yeah, he, he, like yeah. Nan said it. He just wants to move on, I feel. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he just wants to, he wants to do what Chris Rock does, which is stand comedy, mm-hmm. which is what he was doing way before he got stabbed in the face. Yeah. And, and the stuff on the f- the face, I feel he just needs to force into his scripts mm. or his stuff, and I uh, and it's I, part of his life now. So yeah, it, it yeah, does. yeah, it is. And like hearing, hearing him talk about it, it was just like it's it's funny, but it's like you, you don't feel that passion for mm. it. It's just like oh, I just have to address it because you know, it, yeah, it feels compelled. It, it yeah. happens. So like. We saw Chris Rock, but it wasn't like a proper Chris Rock performance right. as, as such, because mm. he, he had to have those like little moments. Yeah, he, he, could, he could have addressed it a little bit more directly, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it's like you said, man, he just, I think he just wants to move on, and whether that's talking to Will Smith or not, we'll have to see. I just, yeah, I just think he wants to move on from this with or without talking to Will Smith about it. Yeah. Bigger things going on in the world. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I feel like there are a few things he said throughout it mm-hmm. that um, does give you an indication 
of where he's at. Yeah. I mean, for one, he uses a example of getting hit in the face before by some random person at a show or at a game. Mm. Um, and he says the... Um, basically, he says, um, when you get hit in the face or whatever like that, um, you know, people almost look down on you and they try to make you feel like you're a victim and... and they try to constantly say, are you all right, are you all right, are you all right, are you all right, are you all right sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was definitely, I guess, feeling overwhelmed by people constantly being saying, are you all right? And yeah, constantly yeah. checking in on him and stuff like that, uh-huh. which is, you know, what leads to him saying, of course, um, you know, there are better things in the world going on, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, you know, all eyes were on the Oscars stage at that time. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it is pretty unprecedented to watch, um, s- you know, suited up millionaires uh, slapping one another on live TV at a prestigious ceremony. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to ignore. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> think other things are going on in the world, but yeah. it's also entertaining. It is, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. On to our final topic. We just watched the trailer for The Banshees of Inertion. Um, it's directed by, was it M- Martin McDonough? Mm-hmm. Um, he was the director of Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Fantastic movie. Um, what, are our, what are our general thoughts on this? Because it's a bit of a weird trailer, isn't it? It's kind of all over the place. Mm. I haven't seen Three Billboards, so I don't know this director's worked for mm. a start. Um from that trailer, visually, cinematographically, looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I it, they are Irish, act, or they seem to be in Ireland at the moment. And yeah, they're Ireland's all Irish a, actors, yeah. Yeah, and, and Ireland's a beautiful place, so obviously it's going to look amazing. Um, I feel this could be the next Belfast, you know, for me. Like, I mean, I didn't give Belfast a second wind and then like when it came around i was like oh mm. shit this is amazing so <clears throat> i mm. feel this is a dark horse for me you know just w- watching that trailer and stuff and that visual side i mean colin farrell as well he's he's always fantastic and whatever whatever he does mm-hmm. as well so I, i'm intrigued to see it and if it is the next belfast for me or if it's the 2022 version of belfast yeah i'm all for it you know because i watched that twice mm. Mm. I enjoyed them both times I watched it. Fair enough. That was a great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've only seen uh, three billboards outside of Missouri for the this director. I haven't seen In Bruges, is it? Uh, in Bruges, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, haven't seen that one. But Colin, Colin Farrell's in that one as well. And so is... Um, uh, Jack Gleason? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Jack. Uh, Jack? I think it's a different name, but I don't remember his, yeah, what's his, his name. I don't know his name. <laughs> uh, um, I know Don Hall Gleason. Um, yeah, but I don't know the father's name. Um, oh, right, but yeah, no. I mean, he, he he's a good actor. He's, he's quite a prestigious. Um, Brendan Gleason, that's the one. Brendan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a prestigious English actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you got the Dunkirk guy, Barry Keoghan, ba- ba- Barry Keoghan, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, New Joker, um, I guess as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows what's going on? But um, Mera Moody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you you got a good cast here. You got a good director here. So I don't have to, you know, really, you know, 
suspect anything from this rather than than I know it's going to be quite quality. It's and the off chance it might not be that, but Mm. you know you you can you can tell from the trailer and you can tell by the you know cast and crew what where this movie is going to be, and it looks like it's going to be you know a really well told intricate story. Trailer doesn't do it justice because it's kind of as you said in the opening there it's all over the place. It's kind of but that might be the beauty of it as well. Mm. When maybe we're not meant to know where the story is going or where it's heading or where it's meant to be in a certain point of time so i think it's probably a movie that you have to watch from start to finish and that's what the result is i don't think a trailer might not do this movie justice yeah 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 i mean if if you know anything about um martin mcdonough's films is that he he populates them with really eclectic characters like um three billboards outside ebbing missouri james you've seen it Mm. um you know sam rockwell's character in it is just he's something um he's he's a nutcase and you know all the other characters are all you know very characterized and of themselves Mm. um and bruges is no exception either they're extremely weird characters all of them yeah um so i think probably what this is is again it's a character film um you're gonna have it probably yeah lots Mm. of lots of interesting characters throughout it and interesting character dynamics um so i really hope that we have a good banger here because i think this could be definitely in the oscar um definitely. race yeah definitely sorry do you think it'll be an oscar contender or just an oscar nominee um just based on that trailer well i think it'll be a nominee i'd say it'd be part of the conversation yeah at this point i don't really know much of the framework between oscar movies right now yeah, yeah it's kind of hard it's kind of yeah, blurry we, we gotta wait for venice and uh toronto film festival to really start making those sort of assessments but it sh- could be in the conversation for sure no could doubt be. about that right all right now we'll be moving on to our coverage of the box office of the weekend so the top five of the weekend are as follows bullet train with 30.1 million dc league of super pets 11.2 million nope 8.5 million Thor Love and Thunder, 7.6 million. And Minions, The Rise of Gru, 7.1 million. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> top Gun's not in the top five? Um, well, I'll add that Top Gun had 7.03. So it was less than 100,000 from being in the top five. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, but it's its 11th weekend, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really yeah. shouldn't be there. <laughs> um, important news about Top Gun, um, as we're talking about it right now. Past Titanic. Yeah. For 7th in the US. Oh. Uh, it made over, it's made over $1.35 now. Wow. Yeah, it's heading towards $1.45 It looks like it might be a contender to beat Black Panther at the US box office for 5th place of all time with over $700 million. Wow, it, it 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 will be Infinity War at six seventy eight. Whoa, yeah. that's so big! I know for, for something that's just yeah, like a sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's it's mind blowing. Really, this is. kind of box office performance from Top Gun, and for it to get if it passes Black Panther to be top five, that's monumental. It's it's something special at that point. I mean, Paramount would have would have never dreamed of this. Oh no, yeah, you know, like this that, sort that, of reaction. Yeah, like because. You said last week Tom Cruise was the advocate for this being in cinemas, and mm-hmm. apparently I was like, no, like, 
chocolate on the streaming service right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet they are like, thank the fucking gods that we listen to Co- Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise, I think, has more power than the CEO of Paramount right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just telling them to like, no, wait for cinemas. Like, we got a good movie here. And then it just makes like, you know, $1.45 billion. It's <clears throat> yeah. just nuts. Yeah. Good, good on his part. As for these other results, Bullet Train did fine. Did pretty pretty decent yeah i think the the cast sort of justifies its performance you know dc league of super pets yeah (laughs) (laughs) haven't seen it but i'm still gonna get hyped for it (laughs) it comes in like september for us man it's far away yeah but it's done fine thor seems to have stabilized itself so it doesn't look like it's gonna you know pass 750 million might be around that figure yeah, um, but not gonna pass Bat the Batman. Yeah, which is good. Pretty big minions though. It's getting it might get to that eight hundred million. It's, it's pushing on up to it. Minions yeah. has done very well. Minions has done awesomely. Yeah, yeah. Minion Power Bro. It's just it deserves it's, it's it, not, man. It's not surprising. <laughs> Stop. It does. It was a great movie. <laughs> um, and nope. It hasn't made its budget back, that's for sure. Nope, it hasn't. Oh, no, well, I mean, it has made its budget back, but it hasn't made <laughs> its marketing back. Pardon? Uh, it probably hasn't made its marketing what back. What was the budget for the film? $68 million. $68 million. I don't know what the worldwide figure is for it. 95 I think. 95 Well, we see it tomorrow, and it releases on Thursday, officially in New Zealand. Yeah. Um. So... So you could get to, like, 140 in the end. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not as big as um us for Peel standards... And, you know, Get Out was a great box office uh, story. So, it's not going to get to that. Yeah. It's just a result of, you know, the pandemic and everything else going on in the world. Inflation, cost of living, Mm. all that kind of stuff. It still has an effect these days. Blockbusters at this stage just feel immune to the pandemic weight on the box office. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That will do it for us today on the Let's Be Real podcast. I'd like to thank James and Nayan for joining me. Cheers, lads. And thank you so much for listening wherever you may be from. You can find our podcast on all the major platforms from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. If you have any questions or interesting news you'd like to share, fire us a DM over on Instagram. Perhaps we'll cover it. For box office, award season, and early access film reviews, head over to our website. Farewell, everybody, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. See ya. Bye.